0: Hey everybody, it's the SIFT podcast, save it for the football podcast for week 8 of the NFL season. And uh, this week we talked uh, Harry Houdini, who died on Halloween, and we talked about some haunted toys. And we managed to squeeze in a little bit of football talk as well. I hope you enjoy Okay, welcome to the SIFT podcast, David, for the football podcast. This one for week eight of the 2021 NFL season. We're going to talk headlines from week seven um, and give out some croutons and some other stuff. Um, a random fact, but first I want to welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how are you?
1: I am doing pretty good for Saturday morning, Professor. Uh, I am the mayor. You can follow me at 49gators on Twitter um if anyone's out there listening hit me up if you want us to talk about any specific players or get some fantasy insights you know we can um give you our two cents which is worth about a half a nickel in these parts of town um i got a couple days off so i'm on like a little mini vacation Got a pretty big event coming up tomorrow for myself uh i'm doing pretty good how are you sir
0: i'm good this is just a warning to everybody uh first of all I haven't had my coffee, so I'm uh, if I'm a little um, less energized, then uh, that's why. But also, I'm recording this in my son's room. Um, he's two, and uh, some of his toys appear to be haunted. So if you hear uh, noises in the background, don't worry. That's just haunted toys.
1: So... Is this? I mean, how does your son feel about this? Because I know when I was two, I wasn't very big into haunting stuff.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's uh, he seems uh, okay with it. He's told me before that there's a ghost that lives in our front door. Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think he's more comfortable with it than I am.
1: So you you live in an area where it used to be desolate land and woods until. Uh, it was chopped up and turned into a city, were you not?
0: That's right. About 10 years ago, oh. they broke ground, and uh, yeah, it was just woods out here.
1: So that would mean that the uh, ghost uh, that is seen at your front door is from one of our great Indian tribes from Florida from hundreds of years ago.
0: Could very well be. I don't know. Uh, I've not seen uh, the apparitions, um, but I'm just warning you, if you hear noises in the background, the, uh, the toys are haunted. Excellent. (laughs) All right. How about a random fact, a spooky one? Uh, Harry Houdini died on Halloween in Detroit in 1926. Um, He died of appendicitis, something like that, that was uh, untreated, unfortunately, for several days. But there is actually um, a chance that he was kind of murdered. He uh, One of the things that he used to brag about was uh, that he had, like, abs of steel. And so at his shows, he would uh, dare people to come up and punch him uh, in the stomach. And uh, one, uh, about three days or four days before he died, uh, he did this at one of his shows. And a college student came up and punched him in the stomach. And uh, some people think that's probably what led to his appendicitis and probably led to his death.
1: Wow, that's I did not know that. You know, if you were to punch an NFL player in their stomach, you would end up breaking your hand.
0: That's true. That's absolutely 100% true. I'd probably somehow break my neck, too, at the same time.
1: Yes, well, I've done that sneezing.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, let's move on to headlines from Week 7. Speaking of breaking your neck, the Titans 27 Chiefs 3. Um, I, If I told you that, you know, Patrick Mahomes was healthy, Tyreek Hill was healthy, Travis Kelsey was, was healthy, and that basically the offensive line was healthy for the Chiefs, and that they were only going to put up three points against the Titans, uh, would you have called me a liar three weeks ago?
1: No, absolutely not, because the basically the same thing happened in the Super Bowl where the Kansas City Chiefs were shut out offensively by Tom Brady. I mean, wait, the defense of the Buccaneers, even though Tom Brady gets all the credit for that Super Bowl victory.
0: Right. So what do you think about Titans uh, now? Oh, there's the haunted toy. Uh, we'll try to ignore that. Um. So the Titans have beaten the Bills and the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks, and now they're playing Indianapolis at Indy, and they are getting points. Does this make any sense at all?
1: No, it doesn't, and the parity in the NFL, I'm going to go on a little bit of a side tangent here. It's it's amazing because three weeks ago we thought that, you know, the Bills were the best team in football, and then we thought that the Cardinals were the best team in football, and – Somehow Indy is going to beat the team that just beat who we thought were the two best teams in football. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense why they're getting points here. Maybe someone in Vegas is trying to let everybody get even. Um, I can say I will definitely be talking about this scheme a little bit later on. Uh, just a little foreshadowing, and I have to imagine you will be, too. Um. Really quick backtracking, fascinating about Kansas City. They are the worst in the league in turnover differential at a minus 10. Ouch. I would say that's but, not good. No, so but going back to um, Indian and uh, Tennessee, I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, I think we're going to see a heavy, heavy dose of Derrick Henry again. And the MVP should be front-runner is going to plow through the Colts.
0: Yeah, um, and uh, let's talk about the Chiefs a little bit more. The Chiefs go and play the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Um, I think everybody's expecting them to get right. Uh, but what do you think about the Chiefs?
1: Well, you know, all they can do from here is go up because, like I said, they're minus 10 turnover differential. They're in last place in the division. It's starting to slip away from them. Uh, they they definitely going to have to rack up a couple of wins to get back to that playoff race. Um, the top of the AFC is pretty loaded. So I think even if they do get right, they're going to have to, really get right in order to have a chance in late December, early January.
0: All right, let's All right. move on. The Bengals 41, Ravens 17. Uh this happened basically, uh the Ravens destroyed the Chargers coming up to their bye and then the Ravens now have a bye this week. Do you think there's something to this uh where teams just get blown out unexpectedly heading into their buys?
1: No, you know, again, this is just kind of the parody of the NFL, you know, for the lack of a better term, any given Sunday, you know, if you don't show up to play, that other team probably is going to. And it's nothing for a team to lay down 30 points. As we were watching just on Thursday night, Um, you know, the Cardinals got downfield in 15 seconds, got down 60 yards in 15 seconds. You know, the end of the game was a disaster for the Cardinals, We'll talk about that a little bit later as well, but uh, it's just there's you can't score enough points in the NFL nowadays in order to have a safe lead. So if you have the ball, you should try to score again.
0: As I mentioned, the Ravens are on a bye. The Bengals go at the New York Jets this week, so that will be an interesting uh, game. Uh, Only people who – bet on games we'll be watching that but
1: <laughs> yeah I I, th- I think there's gonna be a record-setting game for the rookie uh from the Bengals I think he is gonna have a day on Sunday
0: <laughs> you're talking about Jamar Chase
1: <laughs> that is correct Jamar Chase and I'm hearing yeah. more phantom toys in the background
0: yeah yeah let's try to ignore it um the Colts uh 39ers 18 we already mentioned the Colts are playing Tennessee um in Indianapolis and they are giving points to Tennessee the 49ers play at Chicago any thoughts on uh the 49ers
1: you you know I I looked at the um the playoff standings and who would be in the playoffs right now If the season ended and it's a little hard to figure out, of course, because of the buys, but there are six teams in the NFC right now that are probably a shoe win for the playoffs and every other team is either three and four or two and three depending on bye weeks, two wins or three wins. So there's like four teams in there right now that have that chance, and the 49ers and the Bears are both at the three-win or two-win mark to where they can get right there at the top. So the season's not over for either of these teams, but it is definitely a must-win for both. Uh, The 49ers are going to go back to Trey Lance now that he's somewhat healthy again. So I I think they're – their future of this season depends on his ability to be able to get the ball downfield and score some points. Uh, And that defense needs to just play better as they did a few years ago. And they have a lot of those key players in place. Uh, I think the uh, 49ers are going to come to play on this Sunday.
0: So I I don't have that total in front of me, but I feel like the two rookie quarterbacks going against each other, other probably not going to score a lot of points in this game. (laughs)
1: I looked at it, I think it was 39, and I I, I want to throw like a million croutons at that bet, but I don't know if under or over is the right decision there, so I'm not going <laughs> to bet on it.
0: Yeah, I think it's a stay away. I think it's completely unpredictable. It seems kind of like easy. That's the first one that I remember this year seeing under 40 points. I'm sure there were others, but that's the first one I saw.
1: And, and as you remember, Arizona-San Francisco game, it was, the total score was 27. So an under is extremely possible. But, you know, you're three big plays away from the score being 30 to 37.
0: Yeah, and Chicago has not been putting up uh, many points either. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a stay away, but it's an intriguing one. Uh, let's move on to the Saints uh, 13, Seahawks 10. The Saints um, go play Tampa Bay, uh, Jameis Winston's old team. Uh, revenge game for Jameis Winston. <laughs> and uh, the Seahawks are uh, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Any thoughts on Saints and Seahawks?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, Jameis Winston, again, the The Saints' success depends on him. Uh, he, you know, time and time again makes lots of bad decisions with the football and, you know, he just, he needs to get better at that. That's his, probably his biggest, his biggest flaw as an NFL quarterback. And the Seahawks continue to play Seahawk like football where, you know, it's going to come down to the very end and that's just the way they play football. Uh, it's very hard for them to, you know, win games. And Geno Smith right now is still kind of struggling Uh, they've got DK Metcalf, you know, on that offensive as an offensive weapon and Tyler Lockett and can't seem to get the ball downfield to them. But I I think Seattle's going to come out to play this Sunday and I think they're going to have a big win at home.
0: So do you think they can survive long enough to get Russell Wilson back and still be in the playoff hunt?
1: So they are one of those teams also within just one game of being right back in the mix of things. But much like the 49ers and the Bears, they're, you know, if they're struggling now when they start to have to play those playoff caliber teams for three or four straight weeks, you know, if they were to make a Super Bowl run, they're they're going to have a little bit of difficulty there without their starting quarterback if it's not Russell Wilson. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's move on. I mentioned the Bucs. They play at New Orleans. They beat the Bears. Uh, that's an understatement. 38 to three. Any thoughts on the Buccaneers?
1: Uh, you know, the bucks success has been, you know, a total team effort. Um, there's a lot of shows out there that try to give homage to one man, but you know, their defense is right now, you know, doing very well. They, um, you know they, their turnover differentials plus seven, so their defense is getting the ball quite a bit. Of course, the offense isn't turning over the ball a lot. Uh, they are leading. They are up in points a game at thirty-three point three points a game, so that's third in the league right now. But I, I think the Buccaneers have a solid team, and you know it's it's going to be a playoff. It's going to be a playoff battle with every team for sure. Um, look for them in the future, and they are not doing too bad so far.
0: So, as far as the, the Bears, Bears go, go, do you think um, Nat Nagy's fired if they don't win one of the next couple of games? They got their bye coming up in Week Ten.
1: You know, I I know I don't really ever understand the purpose of um, firing a coach in midseason. You know, I mean, is the G you know the GM's job is always at risk if the co- coach is performing poorly, but the GM could and the owner can simply have a meeting be like, okay, listen, we're moving on from him at the end of the year. I'm going to start doing my due diligence on who we may want to replace him with, but we're replacing with a, a, you know, an assistant coach that's already on the team. That's just giving the team the message that we're done for the year. You know, those veterans in the locker room, you don't want them to ever give up. They are all professionals, but, Uh, yeah, I think Matt Nagy's done, but I mean, how can you fire him after you lose to a team like the Buccaneers or something like that? It just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I think he will be fired.
0: All right. So so Rams 28 lions, 19 and what was a very entertaining game. Somehow the lions jumped out to a 10, nothing lead. Um, Couple of uh, fake, uh, what was it, a fake punt and an onside kick? They um, did that in the first half, in the first quarter, as a matter of fact. And then uh, we all knew the Rams were going to come back and win. And somehow, the uh, the over still didn't hit on that. Um, <laughs> do you think the Lions should tank this season?
1: Or you mean they're not already? <laughs>
0: Well, not. A, I didn't think it was on purpose. I mean, I don't know if you come out with a uh, with a fake punt and, uh, and an onside kick in the first quarter if you're uh, trying to lose the game.
1: Yeah, you know, Dan Campbell's probably just trying to keep a little bit of excitement in the Lions. You know, he's obviously an inspiration inside the locker room. You can hear him in a couple of his press conferences. I think his players know they want to play for him. And he's trying to build a culture there in Detroit, but there's a, you know, you know, building a culture like that is a long, long process. And hopefully, the Lions can be patient with him because I think he is, I think he is a good coach. He just doesn't have all the right tools right now to perform his duties to the best he can.
0: So the Rams uh, somehow lucked out with this schedule. They played the Lions, and now they play at Houston this week, and the Lions play Philadelphia. Uh, any thoughts on the Rams? You,
1: you know, they – well, they did lose a couple weeks ago, and didn't they lose to Tampa Bay earlier in the year? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they're a great football team, and Matt Stafford's made them better. Uh, you know, they're fifth in scoring right now in terms of points a game at 29.6. Uh, so, that that's pretty dang good. Um, you know, but they – you know it. It's you know they're fortunate of a little bit weaker schedule, uh, but it comes down to that playoff playoff games. You know, can you beat Tampa Bay? Can you beat Green Bay in the playoffs? Can you beat a team you know like that when everything is on the line?
0: All right, the All right. Raiders. Speaking of uh, coaches getting fired, Raiders uh, thirty three, Eagles twenty two. Um, the Raiders are on a bye along with the Ravens this week. Um, do you think the Eagles should tank? the rest of the way
1: you know the you know the nfc east looks like it's going to go to the cowboys but there is still a playoff spot in the in lingering i think i think the eagles are going to do whatever they got to do to try to keep get jalen hurts ready for the future whether or not that means let them throw the ball 700 times a game uh you know they i, I think they're you know they're not tanking but they're also not putting themselves in great positions to win football games, and they need a little bit of improvement on that roster to help them a little bit further.
0: All right, so uh, the Packers uh, played a couple of games since the last time we spoke. They beat the Washington football team 24-10, to and then they beat the Arizona Cardinals, the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, who are now defeated. Um, Twenty Was it 24-21? Yes. And it was a very weird game. I I, I gather that you have got to see uh, the ending, at least.
1: Uh, yes. And that is brings me to a SIF surprise. All right. So um, this is a PSA to Packer Nation. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, this is like watching Groundhog Day for the Green Bay Packers. Because what always happens is... They start out the season bad, which in this case, it was only one game. And then they go on this miraculous run of football games and then get devastated at home in the playoffs to a team that they can't stop on the run. So I'm warning all Packers fans now that the divisional round of the playoffs, you're going to end up playing a team that is going to run all over you and you will lose if you do not fix yourself now. Be prepared, Packer Nation, for another upset towards the end of the year. With that being said, uh, you know, I think Green, you know, Green Bay played a great football game. They got really fortunate at the end. They had a good call, a bad call go their way. I never blame refereeing for the reason why a team wins or loses. But Aaron Rodgers, once again, had, you know, played a really good football game and even created a brand new Internet meme in the process. I know we will see that face again. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I'm not sold on Green Bay until they make the Super Bowl again, because this is just vintage Green Bay, in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and just to recap that game, I think the, the Packers had about six chances to um, get the ball in the end zone and basically just uh, wrap that game up, and they failed on fourth down. The ball got batted away. It looked like the Cardinals were going to at least tie the game, and if not win it, and then uh, an inexplicable uh, interception in the end zone by the Packers. They ended up winning that game. Um so-
1: yeah and really quickly I want to double back to that. I um I did get to watch all of that game pretty it was a pretty good game. And you said they had six chances to score a touchdown. I remember on one set of downs it, they were it was first and goal and they threw the ball three straight times. Yep. And failed every time. And I'm asking myself, I was like, why aren't they running the ball? And a couple couple minutes later, they're in the end zone again in the goal line. And they ran the ball three straight times and were unable to score. And when you think about it, that's not the Green Bay Packers' fault. That's Arizona. They are actually third in defensive scoring, only allowing 17.3 points a game. Uh, so the Arizona Cardinals defense in the red zone turns out they are that damn good. And that I think it's unfortunate that they didn't win that football game based on how well they played.
0: Yeah. I mean, and also this is really the biggest test that the Arizona Cardinals had this, this season so far. Um, obviously they beat the Titans in that wild game in week one. Um, but as far as um, you know, when we when you figure out who the good teams are, you know, the Packers are definitely a good team. This was a, a test, but like you said, they probably should have won, especially defensively with all those stands. Now the Packers down Devonte Adams, uh, they also were down their number two receiver Alan Lazard, and uh, Robert Tunyon got hurt in that game, so uh, they had they had a bunch of inexperienced pass catchers. Uh, they did make some mistakes, um, which they probably would have normally not made. I'm guessing one of those six attempts uh, around the goal line would have gone to Devontae Adams had he been playing. But um, anyway, uh, they, they got two wins since the last time we talked. And the, the Packers, I think they have the inside track on uh, the, the number one spot in the NFC.
1: Yeah, at the moment, they are the number one team in the NFC. And... That just means they'll be hosting Arizona at home in the NFC championship game and will not be able to stop the run.
0: (laughs) All right. The Washington football team goes at Denver. Uh, Now, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick might be ready to be back next week or maybe week 10. Do you think they should uh, put him back in, or do you think they stick with Taylor Taylor Heineke?
1: Well, Taylor Heineke is definitely not the quarterback of the future, but neither is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They, you, you know, this team is still waiting to figure out who their next quarterback is going to be. Maybe Deshaun Watson, maybe Aaron Rodgers. That's pure speculation. Uh, you know, I think they're, I, I think their season's over, and they kind of know it, so they're going to. You know, they're going to put a good effort on the field, but you might as well let Ryan Fitzpatrick play. He's a little bit more exciting player. You know, maybe he can fire up that offense a little more than Tyler Henneke has been able to do. Uh, but I don't look for a big thing out of Washington the rest of the season. All right.
0: All right. We so just we talked just about, 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 about the Cardinals. Uh, they uh, beat the Texans 31 to 5. Um, and then they lost, obviously, to Green Bay uh, on Thursday night. The Texans play uh, versus the L.A. Rams, as we mentioned before. Um, And then next week, uh, Arizona is at the 49ers. um, So that's an interesting game for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the Texans are not doing a lot of scoring as of recent. They, um, in fact, are struggling on offense and defense. And they're another team that is looking to offload Deshaun Watson. And I think they're asking price is a little too high. And as soon as they lower that sticker price a little bit, they're going to get quite a few teams that'll throw a um, good trade offer out there.
0: All right. The Giants uh, are playing Kansas City uh, on Monday night. They beat the Panthers 25 to 3 somehow. Uh, the Panthers are terrible. Um, and they benched, uh, uh, what's his head? Uh, Sam Darnold. So, um, I don't know what the direction the Panthers are going after starting three and zero. um, I don't know if they're going to win again this season. They play at Atlanta this week. Um, you know, I don't even want to ask whether they're a playoff team at this point. Cause I don't think they are. You have any thoughts on the giants or the Panthers?
1: Uh, you know, the the Giants are another team that are in need of a, a roster upgrade. Um, their coach is still new, and Daniel Jones is – you know, Danny Dimes is pretty da- – he's pretty damn good, but you, you can't perform, you know, the best if your team isn't, you know, that offensive line. You know, Saquon Barkley not performing like Saquon Barkley used to. Um, and the Panthers – you know they're they're in the same boat. Sam Darnold looked like he had it going on. They were three and zero, but a uh, Christian McCaffrey injury really su- really sidelined that whole entire football team. Uh, that whole offense revolved around him, and both of these teams are going to continue to struggle throughout the season. Uh, it's fortunate they get to play each other this week, but one of those teams isn't going to win.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely. Yeah. Uh, The Falcons uh, beat the Dolphins 30 to 28. Is there anything to say about this game, uh, Falcons or Dolphins?
1: Now, unfortunately, I haven't gotten to watch a lot of Dolphins football this season whatsoever. But as I recall, just off the top of my head, I think they've lost the last five games by three points. And two of them were with field goal kicks at the very end of the game. So, you know, what that comes down to, in my opinion, is coaching. If you're losing by that little, you know, Brian Flores is a really good defensive mind, but they, they're they making a lot of stupid defensive mistakes and it's not a disciplined football team. Uh, I think they're somewhere up there and giving away the most defense or penalty yards. So they're playing sloppy football. And and in, like I said, in my opinion, that's not on the coach. That's not on the players. They don't, you know, Tua Tagovailoa is not – uh blossom yet is a great starting nfl quarterback but you know i don't think he's necessarily had the right people developing him so they need to get him some more toys to play to play football with i think the dolphins may be movers here coming up in the trade deadline i think Xavier howard is going to be great trade bait and they're going to be able to get a couple good players for Xavier howard in the future
0: all right, the last game from last week: the Patriots fifty-four, the New York Jets thirteen. I liked the under in this game. Uh, I was wrong, uh, terribly wrong. Um, any thoughts on Patriots Jets? Uh,
1: the Jets are awful, and the Patriots—you know—they're—you know—don't look now, but they are one game out of being the league leading, the lead, or the division leader. So somehow Belichick is, you know, kept this team at three and four, which is basically 500 at this point. Uh, they're, you know, so they're one game away. And they, of course, got a few division games left. Uh, so I think uh, Mac Jones is coming along quite nicely. Uh, and I think Bill Belichick going to have this team ready to, you know, by week 12 or 13, I think this is going to be completely different New England Patriots football team.
0: Do you think Mac Jones has the inside track on rookie of the year?
1: No, I think uh, Kyle Pitts is, you know, starting to find his way. And the Falcons have finally figured out how to utilize him. His past couple of games are pretty good. And Jamar Chase and Cincinnati has, you know, come out to play since week one. I, I think there's too many players in the bucket right now to give Mac Jones that award.
0: All right. Anything else from Week Seven, or should we move on? Runs and fantasy.
1: Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia, a couple of trivia questions. All right. And it revolves around scoring and turnovers in the NFL. And here we go. So, who is the team scoring the l- least amount of points in the NFL right now?
0: you mean for the entire season? Yes. Um, I would have thought it was Chicago.
1: Incorrected It is the Jets. They are averaging 13.3 points a game.
0: That's not good.
1: That's not good at all. Who is the team giving up the least amount of points on defense?
0: Well, you mentioned Arizona, um, but I... There goes the Haunted Toy again. The Haunted Toy has some thoughts. Uh, the team giving up the least amount of points. I'm just going to guess Arizona.
1: Uh, Arizona is third. It's actually Buffalo at 16.3 a game. If you remember, they did have two shutouts this season. So yeah. mm-hmm. that may be a, a balloon total, that, you know. but it's a factor. Yeah
0: for, sure. yeah, for sure.
1: And which defense is giving up the most points a game right now?
0: Uh, Is it Kansas City?
1: Yes, it is. They are actually giving up the most amount of yards a game. Uh, It is the Washington football team giving up 30 points a game right now.
0: Well, uh, that's also not good, especially since they spent uh, a lot of draft capital on, uh, on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Yes, that is not good.
0: I don't know what's happening with that team. Um, all right, anything else, in, or should we take a break? I think it's time for a break. All right, let's take a break and talk croutons and fantasy right after this. All right, the side salad croutons presented by Caesars Palace, Caesars Sportsbook, the official partner of the NFL. Um, we got some uh something new this week. Uh, I don't know if that or if we want to go over our croutons from last week first.
1: Uh, you know, I'm all about talking my croutons from last week. I had another big week. Um, I think we'll save that a little bit for the end when we're adding on our other crouton bets. I, I think a couple fans will be pretty excited about that because I think parlays are kind of way to go when you're betting, if you're betting in a situation like that. But, you know, I had I started my week off last week with 850 croutons. I laid down four bets. Uh, The two that I didn't get right was Denver plus two. I thought them on that Thursday night game, I took an early bet. I thought they were going to have success. I was really, really wrong. Uh, The Detroit Lions, LA Rams game, I thought for sure 50 and a half was going to be a low number. I missed that over. But Las Vegas, minus three, I nailed for 50 croutons. And, of course, when Tennessee was getting four and a half points against uh, the Buffalo Bills, I, I saw that as a, a shoe win, and I was sure right, like, getting 200 croutons, bringing me back even to the season at 1,000 croutons.
0: Yeah, so I took that uh, Detroit at LA Rams 50 and a half over, and it did not hit. Despite Detroit uh, coming out of the gate, scoring 10 points quickly, uh, somehow the Rams won that game and it did not go over. Uh, I also took the Jets at New England under uh, 42 and a half. And um, that also uh, did not work out. Um, the Patriots scored 54 points by themselves. And then um, I took Carolina minus three at the New York Giants. I should have said Carolina will score three because that's what they did. And they lost 25 to three. And then uh, my only winner of the week, Cincinnati at Baltimore, the over that did hit 41 to 17. Uh, there were 58 total points scored in that game. So it was easily over the 46.5.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't want to throw salt in the wound, but you have made 21 bet or 25 bets since the season started, and you have completed four of them. And I'm quickly trying to count mine up. Let's see. I've got and the, the what I'm trying to say is the mayor's bragging a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've been three of four on my spicy meatball in the past couple of weeks. I think I have toned in. Uh I have successfully won more games than I've lost on bets this year and continue to follow me at forty-nine gators for more betting advice if you want to up your crouton total in your bankroll.
0: Yeah, I um think that I should retire from croutons uh after this past week. But uh we're gonna forge ahead. I'm gonna go on. Um the haunted toy says I should keep going here. Um so let's talk about this week. Uh, we have um, some lines that have moved a little bit just even since yesterday when I was writing these down. It looks like Dak Prescott might not play against Minnesota, um, and that's on Sunday night. So I guess I'm gonna have to stay away from that game. Um, I did like Dallas. Minus one and a half, but that line is moved. And if Dak Prescott's not playing, I'm not sure I should uh, touch that game.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a, you know, Minnesota hasn't really stood out yet. Uh, we're still waiting for him to have that breakout game. Maybe it's against the Cowboys. But I think Dallas's offense is pretty potent. And, you know, it, I mean, I, I think I think they're going to be able to have enough to keep that game close. But I don't have any croutons on that game myself either.
0: I was going to, but I'm going to take that off. I I'm, I still like Tennessee getting. Uh, I think are they getting one and a half? Uh,
1: it depends on where you. It depends on where you look. I think it has moved recently. Um, I saw them. I think at two and a half today because yeah. I have I have that written down as a bet as well. Uh, so if if you're taking Tennessee, I'm good with two and a half as well.
0: I like that one. in Tennessee plus two and a half, really kind of bizarre. Uh, Vegas just does not trust this Tennessee team yet. Um, so that's, uh, I'm going to do that one for 50 croutons, Tennessee plus two and a half. Yeah, go go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really great bet. Um, I'm looking to the Tampa Bay New Orleans game. Uh, forty nine and a half is the over. Um, I, I'm definitely thinking over that's going to be very very possible. I think this could be, for lack of a better term, or shutout or a shootout. But I think the Bucks are going to win in the end. But I'm going to go over forty nine and a half. croutons. All right.
0: All right. Yeah. I mean that that's a lot. Of points. Uh, I mean, that that team puts up a lot of points, so that should be a good bet. I'm going to take uh, New England at the L.A. Chargers. It's 49, and I like the over. I think the Chargers, you know, coming off their bye, they should have put something together to get their offense back on track. Um, And New England obviously put up 54. Um, Granted, that was against the Jets, but it shows that that team is capable of putting up a lot of points, and I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. So I like New England at the LA Chargers, uh, forty-nine and the over.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really leery of New England right now, and the Chargers just went and scored three points. So
0: they, I think it was three points, was it? I might it might have been seven, but yeah, it was. Not
1: yeah, six or seven. well, it, it wasn't a very good offensive output for Justin Herbert or the Chargers themselves, and I think that may have given Belichick a little bit of a blueprint on how to slow down the Chargers. And he is a great defensive mind, so I'm i I'm not gonna take that bet myself. Um, where I'm gonna shift to is Cincinnati and the New York Jets. I see the over under at forty three um i i think the cincinnati Bengals are going to be able to put up some points in this game and i think the jets are going to be able to score a couple as well so i'm going to go over 43 for 50 croutons
0: that is actually going to be my spicy meatball i like the cincinnati at the new york jets 43 over for 200 croutons
1: yeah so um you know, for my spicy meatball, I'm going to double back to one of your bets. Um, Tennessee plus two and a half at Indianapolis. Uh, to me, this looks like another shoe win. It doesn't really make a lot of sense that um, Tennessee is still getting points. Um, if anything, this should be a pick game. And, you know, that that's just how I see it going down. So I'm going to take Tennessee plus two and a half for 200 croutons.
0: Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure I'm not... what Vegas sees in this Colts team because um, obviously they've they've won a couple of games lately, but um, I don't think they look great. And Tennessee has, you know, I mean, maybe beating the Chiefs isn't as big of a deal as we thought at the beginning of the season, but they did hold the Chiefs to three points, um, and they did beat the Bills. So I really don't understand what's going on with that game. Uh, all right, anything else before we talk parlay?
1: Um, no, I, I think we I think we've covered our croutons and this parlay might be a little bit of fun. Um, should we when are we gonna do an update on the uh sink or swim as well?
0: Well we could do that now. Um I picked Kansas City this week. Um I think just out of desperation. They have to beat the Giants. Um but uh, uh, let me look at the totals what well, we got so far. Um yeah,
1: you have 25 points, and I have 28 points currently. Uh, you only have one wrong on the season so far. My survivor pool has allowed me to swim, um, but I'm as I'm looking at the schedule today, I struggled to find a team that I felt was definitely going to win, but I'm going to have to use one of my big picks and use the L.A. Rams this week uh, to take down the victory. Yeah,
0: yeah. so... Uh, I have Kansas City uh, to beat the Giants and you have the LA Rams to beat the Houston Texans. Yeah, uh,
1: I think both of those are solid picks for sure.
0: All right. So as far as the parlay situation, um, I picked a three-team teaser and I'm not exactly sure how we want to fit this in with our crouton thing entirely.
1: Well, that, that is, I think that can be the debate. Um, I think this is, you know, if if you were betting croutons, you know, I would probably be betting parlays myself. So if we were keeping a crouton race, I think we should keep track of it. The little issue is if one of our parlays were to hit, it's basically going to force one of us to get really aggressive or start betting parlays just to try to get back to where we were. So, I mean, I'm good either way, because I mean, if your parlay hits, great. You know, if you can pick a good parlay, then you know, more power to you for the crouton totals. Yeah.
0: Um, what right.
1: would you What would you like to do if you get to choose?
0: Well, I think we should do either the single bets or the parlay. I I mean, I think we should be able to choose that. You know depending on the week if we feel like doing so a or a single so
1: bit. you're saying if you do a parlay you don't get to do single bets
0: no i think you could do both um but i think you should just leave that option open if you want to do one or the other
1: oh okay yeah but you can do both yeah absolutely yeah that that's fine um but i think we do have to cap the parlay because if i were to bet you know 500 croutons out of parlay you know i you know i could shut something out pretty quickly or vice versa with you and we could probably get pretty stupid on a couple of those if we really really wanted to
0: yeah for sure
1: and do you think 50 like we had discussed is a good cap on that parlay because my My, so my will pay of my parlay would be 695 croutons. I think we should just round up. So it would be 696 croutons for a mere 50 crouton bet. um, If it were to hit this week.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, I I'm looking at it and I, uh, The only one that I really like, I have a three-team teaser, uh, you know, using my single bets here, and it's uh, 50 croutons to win 115 croutons. Um, Not a lot of risk in this one. Um, I have that total uh, in the uh, Jets-Bengals game moved to 36. I have the over-under in the... Uh, New England LA Chargers game uh, moving to 42 and a half. And then I have the spread in Tennessee, Tennessee now getting nine and a half. So that's the, uh, the seven points that I'm uh, using on this three team teaser.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great teaser. I'm going to really encourage you to, while I'm talking through mine to look at another one, because I'm going to go for a four team teaser without the, um, or, I'm sorry, not a four team teaser, just a four team leg mm-hmm. without the teaser. Uh, it's going to kind of give me a chance to hit that point spread a little better. I'm going to use three of my bets the Tennessee Titans plus two and a half over under 49 and a half in New Orleans game. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting four points in a game. I'm going to add them as one of my legs. And then the over Cincinnati New York Jets game 43. I'm going to lay 50 croutons on that, and the will pay would be $696 All right, or croutons. Are you going to try to add a fourth to yours to keep up with the mayor, or are you s- convinced that your three-team will pay off for 115 croutons?
0: Well, I like that uh, it will pay off, um, and I'm a little worried uh, with – the situation where I'm already uh, in debt uh, to old Uncle Vinny, uh, so I think I'm gonna stick with what I got.
1: Okay, um, we haven't quite figured out how we're gonna keep track of this particular bet through our sheet yet, but we um, maybe trial and error will be the best. The best yeah. thing.
0: I think let's put it down uh, on the sheet this week and just see what it looks like, and then we'll just uh, see if we need to streamline anything going forward.
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: All right, let's move on to fantasy football. Um, in our league, I am now 3-4. and four. I have the most points in the league, but um, unfortunately had a little bit of bad luck with my schedule, um, but I am still uh, in the top six, so I'm still in the playoff picture. Uh, What is your fantasy update?
1: Uh, So far, my fantasy update, uh, so I am a total of four different leagues throughout the fantasy world, and I am in first place in two of those leagues, second place in the third one, and a fourth one I am just outside of the playoff picture. Uh, That's actually a tough league. There's 12 teams. And only four playoff spots, and there there is no waiver wire, so that league is extremely difficult to get good players on your team. Uh, it could be one o five p.m. on an afternoon, and all of a sudden, somebody decides to pick up somebody. It's allowed, so it's a, it's a pretty pretty interesting league. They all have their own takes on it. That league just happens to be there. Uh, in our long-standing league, I have moved up to second place. I am four and three. Uh, I have. It looks like I have. Uh, third in scoring, for most points scored. Uh, I feel pretty good about this team. I'm looking up and down the roster and my bench, and there. I, I don't see how. I I I'm hoping I don't have like buyer's remorse because I don't see how I can improve my roster based on what's out there. Um, I, I'd be interested to know what your take is, even if it, it is BS and you're trying to throw me off the track some. If you want to take a quick look and let me know.
0: Sure. Um, so you've got Stafford at your quarterback. You've got DeAndre Hopkins, who didn't have a great week. He's uh, banged up. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Adam Thielen, Cordell Patterson, Alvin Kamara. No, a fant. Um, I mean, you know, James Conner is a pretty good, uh, you know, replacement running back. I think. Uh, obviously, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I don't know if he's coming back this season at all. Um, yeah, our,
1: I, I'm wasting a bench spot, but when I pick up somebody to look at, it's just, you know, we're picking up backups at this point, and you know, third down running backs. And it's just – I don't see anyone out there in the fantasy world right now in our particular league that is worthy of a pickup.
0: Yeah. So, and then you've also got Chris Carson, who's on IR, who may be coming back. Um, And then uh, Matt Ryan as your backup quarterback, um, you know, that guy can put up some points, but he does not have any rushing upside whatsoever. Uh, None. Yeah, negative rushing (laughs) (laughs) upside. So, uh, yeah. So I picked up, because of the Dak Prescott situation, he's my starting quarterback, and um, he may not play on Sunday night. And so I had to pick up somebody just in case he doesn't play. And I picked up Daniel Jones, who plays on uh, Monday night against the terrible Kansas City Chiefs defense. So uh, I think I put myself in a pretty good position there.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think this is kind of one of the messages that I try to deliver in fantasy or in my opinion in fantasy you know through you know with the exception of the double quarterback league I play in if if you go right now to the waiver wire of your fantasy league and look there's probably three or four quarterbacks in there that will throw two touchdowns you know possibly three or four in a game if if need be you know sometimes they have a good game you can find a team like a Daniel Jones playing you know, a devastated defense, you know, so th- there's always a player out there. So don't think you have to bury three or four quarterbacks on your team. Uh, having a second one is just good sense, just in case, you know, something happens by, or you have a favorable matchup, but there should probably be one always available to you. Yeah, yeah, good advice.
0: Sorry, but, um, um, we have anything yeah. else to talk about? I, I know we talked about maybe doing um, some lineups, uh, but I think maybe we should do that off the podcast and then we can talk about it next week. Uh, and depends on how it goes.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a thing we could talk about off the podcast. I was thinking this would be a good week because I was off and I get to sit home and watch a little bit of the excitement. Um, but we can link up for another podcast after the podcast. Wow. I think we just came up with something new,
0: <laughs> but <laughs> after the podcast is the after podcast.
1: Yeah. The after podcast podcast, but no, I think we can talk about that in just a minute or two. And I, I think, uh, it might be something worth trying.
0: All right, then I guess we'll wrap this up. And, um, we, uh, we already did our sink or swim and we did give, give out all our croutons. We talked a little fantasy. So I think for the mayor and for myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, there you have it. The Week 8 SIFT football podcast is in the books. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll tune in next week when we'll have a lot more to say about Week 8 and Week 9 and uh, many other things.